1: This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialist with an office in Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready.
0: Let's talk a little bit about risk and you know risk aversion right off the bat. Like, what does it mean to you when someone says, you know, hey, I'm risk averse, right? Like, I, it's the first thing out of their mouth in a meeting, for example.
2: Well, when they're telling it in the context of meeting me, right off is that oh, so don't don't pitch me stocks or anything really exotic. You know, mm. like maybe there's some stuff for uh, accredited investors, okay. you know, limited partnerships or you know all this esoteric type of stuff like i don't want any of that stuff because i'm risk averse and I,
0: I don't want anything out too too crazy i want to play right. it, i want to play it
2: close to the chest and to me risk averse means you don't like losing money which <laughs> fair <laughs> I, I have yet to meet a person that is comfortable with losing money yeah. nobody likes losing money i mean maybe money. elon maybe <laughs> but well but. see that's the thing is that what they understand is that losing or things going down in value is a natural part of investing true yeah. okay and when you have money and you can – you still have your income coming in from other places or things like that, you can tolerate that this went down because I don't need that to live on. Yeah. Okay. Right? Makes sense. But so, yeah, no one no one is – in 2008 and 2009, how many people said, well, yeah, I'm comfortable that went down because I know it's going to go up someday. Right. No. They didn't they know like, that oh there
0: my. was a 12-year bull run on the other side of that. Right. right.
2: Like, oh, my God, just not half my money. Yeah, exactly. Right? If I just would have – if i just would have sat on the sidelines if i just would have pulled the trigger and been sitting on the sidelines i would have all this money but now you're now, talking
0: to market timing so no one can you know you're not knowing that so correct. you got to have a good strategy well so okay so think about that question i just asked you like somebody comes in sits down and says hey i'm risk averse what does that mean so that same person you go hey okay cool let's take a look let's see what you got let's go dissecting let's go uh, forensically diving into your portfolio here And more people who claim, not just in general, but just in claim that they're risk averse often have risk all over their portfolio because we just don't know it many times. Correct? Is that fair?
2: Right. Because the primary saving source for a lot of folks is their qualified plan. 401k, 403b, TSP, something like that. Right. The offerings inside of that are all going to be mutual funds or mutual fund-like accounts. They might be called separate managed accounts or something like that, but they're all pooled investment accounts. And And they carry risk. Yeah. It's diversified. Like no, it's still hard to see. They're going to be stocks, bonds, or cash. Those are the only three asset classes that are inside of there, mm-hmm. right? And so typically, it's what? a lot
0: of large, uh, large cap, right?
2: Right. Yeah. And stocks move what up and down. Bonds move what up and down. Cash tends to only move up or sideways. So <laughs> there's going to be stuff that goes up and down in what you have. So it does have risk to it. Yeah. But you've been putting money into this thing, and what happens? Your account has grown because you're putting money in right Mm -hmm. and this is sometimes where people look at their 401k and they look at an ir rate they haven't put any money into and they're in similar investments like well my 401k is done better must be better investments even though they're the exact same investments like no because you've been putting money in so you're buying on lows which those respond better when markets get better so but that's a whole nother conversation.
0: Well, but so the conversation of, of being you know many people, again, they have so much risk, they have more risk than they realize and they're all that's the point of right. a risk analysis, right that we talked about that earlier is to find out because oftentimes they're shocked and they go, well, <laughs> uh, how do I fix this? How did I get this way?
2: Well, one of the tools that we use is a tool. It used to be called Riskalyze. Now it's called Nitrogen. Ooh, um, fancy! Yeah, they didn't ask me uh, my two cents about the name <laughs> change, which I don't like. Nitrogen, really? Nitrogen for growth. Everything that uh, grows needs nitrogen. I don't uh, know, but anyways. But it's still a, it's still a great tool. So what it does is we put in the amount of money and we take you through. It's kind of like um, going to the optometrist, right? If you go to the optometrist, they put that thing over your face, and they keep they keep flipping things. Like, is it better now or now? Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Now or now. Okay. So what you have is you have the choice A or B, okay? And you have to choose one. You can't, you know, and they say, is it, you know, is it one period? Is it one month? So like that. It's like it's just you have your money, and you got to choose if you're going to go with curtain A or curtain B. I kind of make it like uh, let's make a deal, okay? <laughs> so curtain A or curtain B. And then, then it calculates, and, okay, now you go curtain A or curtain B. And so what it ends up with at the end, because based on behavior analytics, it'll have a risk score to them. It's kind of like a speed limit. Okay. In fact, it looks like that, the sign does. So let's say they go through this and they come in at a 54. Okay. So we know that in the first visit because we take them through that. We know how much they have saved roundabout. And so we put that number in and take them through this. Well, in between the first visit and the second visit, we're looking – we're doing analysis on their holdings because they're getting those to us. Either they in a statement or if they have a spreadsheet or something. And then we plug that in, and then we know the score of their current portfolio. Mm. And a lot of time, that's where they're kind of shocked. They may be a 54, and portfolio comes in at 75. Gotcha. And you're like, oh. Because Warren Buffett's family said, no one knows if you're swimming naked until the tide goes out. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So people aren't aware of how much risk they have until things go down. Yeah, yeah. And why markets are going to, even though they're kind of choppy currently, but they've been up this whole year, 2022, a little different. And so people got a little uncomfortable. People yeah. are really uncomfortable when it starts to go above 10%, above 15%. They get really uncomfortable. Above 20 oh my God, sky is falling. You know, world's coming to an end. Five to 7% down, uh, that's to be expected. They're okay with that. You know, okay. It's like, Driving right when you first learned to drive, you had your hands at ten and two, right? <laughs> right, and about and three
0: the, weeks later, you get your hands on a cheeseburger.
2: Correct. Yeah. You know, you might be stirring with your with your uh, knee because you're eating, or putting on makeup, or right. brushing your teeth. I think I've seen people do that. Oh my, that's crazy. And until until you have a near, they call it a near miss, but actually should be a near hit, right? right. And then what? All of a sudden, boom! You're back at ten and two, right? You're yep. You're scared into uh, attention, so yeah. to speak.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. That's a good analogy. When, Same when, thing with investing. Yeah. So, okay. The unfortunate side for what you guys do is there tends to be a bit of a, I don't know. I guess it's just an unreasonable expectation from many of us out here in in you know the populace where you come in, you see someone like yourself, and we go, okay, I need to make a bunch. I need to make more money. I need to you know grow my accounts, but I don't want to take any chances to do it. right it's like well okay that's a tall order so how do you go about structuring plans for people and helping people when they are risk averse and they've they've made that quite known but at the same time you know they got to have something out there for growth
2: well one of the things we do in this retirement registry view is we go through the can c-a-n okay capacity attitude need Capacity is how much is can your portfolio lose? So again, that risk analysis that we do, getting that number, but also we look at a a whole analysis of of what you're holding. Okay, look at uh, portfolio turnover, which uh, will equate to cost in your portfolio. We look at stock overlap. A lot of people say, "Oh, I'm a diversified," and they have twelve different mutual funds, and everything is holding the same stuff, right? So we're not just hold that stuff as opposed to having twelve different funds with all the different expenses. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you understand that, right? So that's the capacity. It's also going to show us, okay, in a repeat of a really bad scenario, like we had during the financial crisis of 2008 and 2009, mm-hmm. how much did your portfolio lose? How much could it lose? And then, mm-hmm. yeah, so they understand that. Attitude is what their risk score is. What's your, risk, what's your attitude towards risk?
0: Yeah, that's, where you're, that's your comfort level.
2: Okay. Need is what return do you need to earn in order to make your plan work? Now the key driver into your making your plan work is what are you going to spend to maintain a lifestyle in retirement it's not just keeping the lights on it's to do all the stuff you want to do right go on some trips and spoil mm-hmm. the grandkids and maybe buy a, a vacation home or a new you know all the stuff we talk through all of that so right.
0: so we want 12% year over year but we can only handle five of like our appetite for risk. So you got to find that balance in the need, right? What do you need well, to make the direct
2: plan go? If the need, let's say, is at four, let's say your plan okay. works comfortably at four. Okay. Well, then you don't have to take a lot of risk if you don't want to on all of your money. Mm, true. You do still want some stuff that is opportunistic because you want to take advantage of growth in the market to outpace inflation sure. and, to, you know, for health care down the road or maybe even the legacy, a legacy right? or yeah. things like that. But then you also have an opportunity to maybe position some of your assets into safer things to generate the income. Now, if you go through this and your plan needs to make 7 or 8% in order for it to work, well, until they come up with 8% on CDs, you're going to be allocated to the market, the stock market, because that's the only place to get 7 or 8% returns currently until the 10-year treasury gets up that high, which if it did, that'd be a whole other disaster, um, <laughs> you know. So that that's understanding what kind of return you'd earn. Yes, everyone wants to make 7%. You know, In fact, when we ask a question on a form that we send out before people come in, what do you think a reasonable rate of return is? That's kind of a really telling question, right? The key word there, reasonable. Yeah. Because right. 7% long-term is not unreasonable if you're 100% stocks. And most people, as you say, come and say, I'm risk-averse, and well if you want to make a 7% rate of return and you're risk averse, that those two don't line up. Yeah, got right? to take
0: some chances if you want that.
2: Right, correct, which means you're going to have to be allocated to the stock market which it's fine on some of your money but not all of your money. So getting that balance is what's right. People always talk about the 60/40 mix, you know, 60% stocks, 40% bonds. Right. That's kind of gone out the window, but you do need what you need an allocation between stocks and safer things. I don't believe bonds are those safer things because they're really impacted by interest rates and they got clobbered in 2022. Our clients didn't get clobbered in 2022 because we don't use bonds for their safe portion of their portfolio. So you need to have a different way to approach this. These are different times than they were in the past. So you need to find out the tools that will work in the
1: future. Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on a m ten forty.